Hey everyone, it is September. It is the 25th of September. It is a Wednesday, and again, I'm not Stevie. I am Grant Neaver. I'm taking over for him for one last day. He will be back tomorrow, so don't worry. You only have to put up with me one more day here, but this is the morning grind over on Roto Grinders here. I'm joined by the great Kyle Murray. How are you doing over there, buddy? Good, man. You know, it's a, it's a good Wednesday night, morning. So, yeah, I'm excited to uh, do another morning grind podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, it's always fun. I was, it's always nice getting to do your research the night before oh, yeah. and still, still get paid for it. It's, all, it's always good. Guys, if you haven't already checked it out, check out our sponsor, Fantasy Draft. Rake-free DFS is here. That's right. No rake. And they currently have, again, the largest rake-free contest in the entire industry here. $700,000 Hooters main event over on Fantasy Draft, $28 buy-in. And again, no rake. Also got the $72,000 wishbone. If 28 bucks for a buy-in is too much for you, they got that for $4. They got big buy-in tournaments. They got small buy-in tournaments, 50-50s, everything in between. And tomorrow they have a $20,000, $25 entry GPP here. So for baseball, so get signed up for Fantasy Draft using the promo code Grinders and get in on this rake-free DFS. We got a nice 12-game slate here today. Uh, the Diamondbacks game, the Cincinnati game, and the Detroit game are all not on the main slate here. So just thir- 12 games here today. You ready to get started, Kyle? Yeah, let's do this thing. All right, let's go with the first game here. It is the Phillies versus the Nationals here. We have a 10 total here, Smiley versus Sanchez. Let's start off with Smiley going up against these Nationals in a good hitter's ballpark. Any interest in Smiley here? Uh, yeah, it's a pretty easy pass for me on Smiley. I'm going to go ahead and say no. Yeah, I'm just not sure how many SP2s are, but this is a tough enough matchup. Like, I almost always play Smiley. He's a guy that's pretty much in my builds every single time he's on a slate here. He's been a lot better since he's been with Philly, but this Washington team is obviously paying, playing for something still, and they're very good, so... Even though he does offer some upside occasionally, I don't think this is the spot to go with him. What about over on the other side with Anibal Sanchez versus the Phillies team that I believe just got eliminated? Yeah, so they're out. They got eliminated last night, I think. So that kind of makes me have a little bit of interest in Sanchez. I feel like this might be a spot where we see, you know, some guys out of the lineup, you know, might see Harper sit, Hoskins sit, you never know. Um, But we're already seeing a lot of, you know, minor league guys. Hazley's been playing all year, but he's still in the lineup. Um, bunch of guys that you don't you wouldn't normally see you know not from the opening day roster I should say so some interest in Sanchez primarily dependent on the the lineup here if they roll out a strong lineup I'll probably pass on I think there are a couple other options but if they do roll out a, a mediocre lineup I think it's somewhat interesting even though the price isn't ideal yeah yeah I mean that's my problem is the price it'd have to be a yeah. real bad Phillies lineup but again they just got eliminated we could easily see one of the worst lineups on the entire slate here with Philly what about any bats or, I mean, it's hard to know who's going to be in the lineup. But I think, regardless, I don't think there's too many guys in play outside of maybe Hoskins if he's in the lineup. Sanchez, been a little bit reverse splitsy this year, but still not great versus righties overall. Hoskins is 3-9. I don't mind using him, but he's probably it for me. Yeah, I mean, there are still some pretty good prices. Hoskins is still cheap. Um, like you said, not entirely sure who's going to make the lineup just because, you know, they have the, the full rosters and uh, they're eliminated. So, I guess we'll have to wait and see, but Hoskins and you know Harper would probably stand out instantly. Other than that, I think it's mostly stay away from from a stacking perspective for me. Yeah, what about on the other side with Smiley going up against the Nationals? I know Smiley's given up just an absolute crazy amount of home runs to lefties so far this year. Has a 450 ISO 
and 100 plate appearances against some four lefties here. Who are you looking at here? Is Soto on the lefty-lefty matchup in any interest to you? Yeah, I love Soto. You know, especially people just naturally ignore lefties or play them at a, at a smaller rate when they're going against another lefty. So I think it's a great opportunity to play Soto. Soto's already a guy who isn't affected by that, that lefty-lefty matchup. And then you got all these righties that hit lefties so well, like Kendrick, Zimmerman, um, even Gomes can hit lefties. Rendon, obviously a beast from you know either side of the of the mound uh, when he's seeing a, a pitcher. But you know, I think you can pretty much go up and down here. Probably stay away from Eden. He doesn't really have a whole lot of power, especially against lefties. But other than that, I think you can play anybody else in the lineup. Yeah, kind of right there with you. Seven four five point seven implied team total. So yeah, kind of just right there with you. Let's move on to the next game here. We got the Cubs versus the Pirates here. We have a nine total, a Grozzle versus Lester. We start off with Lester going up against this not very good-looking Pittsburgh lineup here. Any interest in him for 8.3K? Man, I, I never, ever, ever play Lester, and I have a lot of interest in him today. Oh, you know, gosh. I know. That's it's, it's, one time. Every single time I've said that, him and every time I say I have interest in Thor, it never works out well. <laughs> See, today. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's just the lineup is so bad. I mean, I know we're only looking at projected lineups right now and literally anything can happen because of how deep the rosters are right now. But like right now they have Pablo Reyes projected to hit in the three hole. Like, ugh, it's just such a good lineup for, you know, matchup wise. So I think I just can't help but have interest in Lester. He's priced decently on DraftKings, 8,300. The strikeout matchup isn't necessarily ideal, but they have nobody that walks a lot and nobody that hits the ball hard. And nobody that really gets on base a lot. So I, I just can't help but like the matchup here. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm kind of right there with you. I And there's not really a whole lot. Like the SP1s are just absolutely stacked. So SP2 is just not really great today. There's maybe one or two options. And there's a lot of high price pitching. I think we have eight guys or nine guys over 9.8K on today's slate. So yeah, Lester like is an SP two option on the slate where we're gonna have a little bit of a rough time finding some pitching. Uh, what about Grazo over on the other side with his nice little twelve percent K rate? <laughs> yeah, he's been a guy that's like been hard to like pin down for me. Honestly, he, he doesn't look like he'd be that good, but he just doesn't really get blown up a whole lot. I mean, here and there he has been getting tagged, but I mean, other than that, I, I mean, it's not someone I would pitch here. But for stacking purposes, I don't know how you feel about it. But I guess uh, I guess I'd be somewhat interested in the Cubs. I would lean Cubs over a Grozzle, but I don't think he's like terrible a terrible option here. Especially if you know the Cubs roll out a bad lineup, he's like dirt cheap. So I think this could be somewhat interesting. Yeah, I'm probably gonna stay away from him. I mean, I'm I'm fine with that call. It's just I think there's another guy that I'm leaning towards a little bit more. If he's even pitching on the slate, we'll see. Um, I don't know if we have confirmation of it, but yeah, a grozzle. It's just the way the slate's working out. You may be forced to play a very low price guy, and Grozzle's probably one of the better options. What about Chicago Bats using them versus him? Um, yeah, I think there are a couple I could use here. I really like Castellanos. He's just been absolutely a monster this year after getting traded. Um, so Castellanos would probably be the main one that stands out to me. Uh, um, Rizzo's always good. You know, there's that narrative going around town where he's pretty good in PNC. I don't know if you are interested in that kind of narrative at all, but um, nope. <laughs> Cass- <laughs> I agree. But Cassianos is the main one for me. I know the price is up, but I think he'll be pretty low owned. So I'm a fan of Cassianos today. Nice. Yeah, I'd like that too. I mean, I prefer him versus lefties, but yeah, Rizzo doesn't strike out anyone. So him or Schwarber are, I think, pretty darn good plays. 
even Rizzo. Like, I, I don't mind anyone here versus a very low strikeout guy, especially the high strikeout guys. What about on the other side with Pittsburgh? We don't know who's going to be in the lineup, but I'm pretty sure they're all just trash, but they're cheap. Yeah, the, oh, man, they are really trash. The only couple ones I can get behind her, Osuna, and um, actually that might be it. I think I would just stick to Osuna. Yeah, yeah that's probably probably safe for me. I might just avoid, avoid him entirely, but if I was yeah. going to take a shot at anyone, it would be him. Uh, let's move on to the next game here. we got Baltimore versus Toronto, Wagus Pack versus Yanoa. Uh, let's start off with Yanoa here going up against the Blue Jays with a six implied run total here. He's cheap. He's the cheapest guy on the slate, but I don't know if you can really go with him. What do you think? Yeah, I do like that he's cheap. I don't like the matchup. Um, he has actually been going deeper in the games than he, you know, was the past few weeks. So, you know, he went 6.1 innings, pitch against the same Toronto team in his last start. So I do think it's viable, I guess, but I don't love the matchup whatsoever. Um, I guess we'll have to see what, what kind of lineup these Blue Jays roll out. But I think for the most part, I'm staying away. But yeah. he is somewhat interesting to me. I don't know. I can't help it. Yeah, I mean, it's just the way the slate is. I'm still going to avoid him entirely. Again, there's one guy that is going to be the death of me, but I'm probably going to use quite a bit of. Uh, what about over on the other side? Waggers pack, 4.7 implied run total against him. He does have some reverse splits, and there's only a few lefties in here, one of which is Chris Davis. Uh, any interest in him? Um. Well, I guess Peck's the guy who I really just don't think is that great. He is pretty good against lefties, but I think he's going to see a few good righties here. So I think I would actually be interested in picking off like Hayes and Mancini here and probably staying away from Waggis Peck. I have some interest. Again, there's not much below 9K that you, I yeah. really want to use. Um, he's still fairly far down on my list, but I think that he's in play. And it's just the fact that there's not much out there, but chances are he's going to get blown up. What? And you said Baltimore bats, you're in on Hayes. And that's maybe Mancini. Yeah, I like Hayes and Mancini a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of kind of it for me. If they do roll out a very lefty-heavy lineup, I might have a little bit more interest in Wagner's pack, but as of right yeah. now, not much. What about these Baltimore – or these Toronto bats? Uh, I, got, I have a little bit of interest here. Um, mainly the main guys, you know, Biggio, Guerrero. Telez is still pretty cheap. I like. Um, interesting to see if Smoke will get in lineup. Um, so it's more of a lineup dependent thing. Again, it's, that's going to be the hardest part about playing these days. You don't really, for these podcasts, I mean, you don't really necessarily know who's going to get in lineup. But Smoke's <coughs> super cheap. Telez is super cheap. Um, Vigio's 5K, so that's pretty expensive. But you can find some cheap guys here. So Guerrero's only 4K. I mean, point per dollar, I like this stack, I think, more than any other stack on the entire slate just because we're likely to get almost the entirety of the lineup outside of Grichik and Bijo on 4k and under. Um, so, and all these guys have power, you know, is not, not great. He's especially bad versus lefties. And a lot of the cheap guys are going to be lefties. They're going to have Fisher in there. They're going to tell us McGuire smoke um, McKinney probably in the lineup. And all those guys can hit for power and you get, you know, and then you get this terrible Baltimore bullpen, a lot of which are going to be young arms and they're just trying to get some work in on them. So, I really like the stack here. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how high-owned they are. I think Boston and Texas could take some away from them. Uh, but if they're not going to be the highest-owned stack on the slate, I'm probably going to be above the field on them. Yeah, I like that call, especially from a, like a value perspective. Yeah. All right, move on to the next game here. we got Miami versus the Mets. 
We have a seven and a half in play or total here. Duggar versus DeGrom. Let's start off with Duggar. 5.2 run total against him. He's 7.7K. Do you want to use him? Nope. That is the correct answer. I'm glad we got through that quickly. Um, DeGrom on the other side, maybe the top option on the slate. There's another guy in a few games that we'll get to that may take that away. But DeGrom against the terrible Marlins in a good pitcher's ballpark. Is he your top guy? He's not, but he's the he's the close number two. I just like the next guy that we're going to talk about in a few games just way too much. He's one of my favorite pitchers in the league. So I'm just – DeGrom's my second option. He's obviously great in an exceptional matchup, um, but the price is cheaper for the other guy. So I'm, I'm going to lean there. Yeah, it's a little bit interesting. There's a lot higher K upside with the other guy, but the run total is 0.9 lower for DeGrom. Um so it's interesting. DeGrom gets a better ballpark. It's probably going to be better for run prevention, but his DFS upside is just not going to be as much as the other guy. So I'm right there with you. DeGrom's my number two guy. Uh, Miami Bats, I'm just going to say that you don't want to use him and I don't want to use him. Is that correct? correct? Yep. All right, move on to the Mets. Who's, who are you targeting here in this five-plus team total? Yeah, I love the lefties here. McNeil, Cano, Conforto. So this is one of the teams that were eliminated, but I still think that they're one of the teams that want to show that they can compete still. Um, just because, you know, they had that narrative coming into the second half of the year where they were going to make a huge run and they kind of made a run, but then fell a little bit. So I think this is a team that's still trying to win games and go out on a, on a high note. And Cano's super cheap. Nemo's pretty cheap. Conforto's fairly priced. Then you got guys like Alonzo who you can play against anybody. So I really like the Mets. Lefties especially, plus Alonzo, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. I think I'm a little – less so on the stack like I love Alonzo as a one-off I like the lefties for their price tags um but I don't know if I'm going to end up stacking this one up I just generally don't like stacking that much and not great hitters ballparks but they are they do have a high implied team total so I don't mind that at all let's move on to the next game here we got the Yankees versus the Rays Morton versus uh is it Morton versus I get I'm seeing Hap some places yeah I'm seeing Lazaga too I'm seeing Lazaga some places we don't have a line i mean realistically both those guys are pretty darn close to the same oh zogna's opening and then haps coming in as long really gosh oh gotcha yeah thanks tampa bay thanks for <laughs> making my job so much harder <laughs> uh, in any case hap any interest in him versus the race no yeah i'm right there with you what about on the other side morton i uh, could get lost in Lost in the fold here with DeGrom and Bieber having fantastic matchups. Do you have any interest in them, or are you just going to kind of avoid it because the other guys are just in better spots? Um, on DraftKings, I'm going to avoid it just because the pro, you don't get a discount. But on FanDuel, I think he, I think he's pretty interesting. You get a nearly a 3K discount for Morton. And this is another team, you know, like we're gonna, this is going to be a common theme with, with these podcasts, I think, you know, teams who are clinched clinched a, a playoff berth the lineups could be sketchy so in New York they could roll out a, a fairly sketchy lineup and they already have a lot of guys that strike out Morton's one of the better pitchers in the league um, strikes out lefties at a very high rate 34 percent strikes out righties at 26 percent so I really like Morton here on FanDuel DraftKings I probably won't get to him just because the other two options are so much better but I think it's okay on FanDuel yeah yeah kind of right there with you what about uh, the New York Bats any interest in them nope none all right. Uh, what about on the other side, Tampa Bay versus Hap? Uh, they're still trying to make sure they get a wild card spot, I believe. So, yeah. any interest in them? Yeah, I have a 
good amount of interest. I think they're more of like a sneaky stack that you play in, you know, larger field tournaments. But these righties against against a lefty are always interesting for me. I know they strike out a good amount against lefties, but their power also, you know, comes to fold here. So Darno, Aguiar, Fam, those are guys I oh, even Garcia too. So those are the guys I would be primarily targeting. And don't forget about Darno if he's there in the lineup. Yep. Um, but, yeah, kind of right there with you. Let's move on to the next game here. We're just cruising right through things. Boston versus Texas. We have an 11 – no, 12 team uh, total in this game here. Porcello versus Allard. Let's start off with Porcello versus this Texas team. They do have strikeout upside, but there's a big total. It's going to be 90 to 3 degrees out there. Any interest in them? Yeah, if I didn't think that Porcello's so much worse against lefties, if I was still confident that he could get lefties out with that changeup that he used to have down, one of the best pitches in the, in the majors a few years ago, but it's just not anymore. And there's just so many lefties in this lineup. So, unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to have any interest in Porcello, even though I, you know, I'm sad to see him suck now. And I think the Texas team could be pretty interesting today. Yeah, dude has a Cy Young. I can't feel bad for him. Yeah, that's um, fair. What about Kobe Allard on the other side? I'm guessing it's a big fat now. Yep. All right. Boston Bats. Uh, yeah. So the righties here are pretty interesting. Interesting to see who they roll out. I know last time we did this morning grind podcast on Sunday, on the Monday, they decided not to play JD, which is a bummer. Bats got left the game, by the way, halfway through. So it's uncertain okay. if he's going to be in there tomorrow. Yeah. So I'd probably just guess he won't be because they're already out. So, um, I mean, I still think you can find some guys here. Travis is a good righty against lefties. Hernandez is actually a guy who I like a little bit. He's he's fast. He can get on base and steal bags. He, if he could fill in for bets and easily bat lead off. So um, I think there are some righties here. Yeah, I don't mind the righties. I don't even mind the lefties. Uh, like, Allard really – he doesn't give a whole lot of fly balls, but he's giving up hard contact to lefties. Right. He's not striking them out at a massive clip. The problem is I don't really want to play – been attendee so it's probably just Devers for me and he's really priced up but I'm always fine playing him up against a lefty this is Texas stack up Boston they're probably gonna be the chalk on the slate and entirely justifiably so so I'm I'm in with all of them really like JD and his numbers versus lefties uh what about on the Texas side you mentioned Porcello and how he struggles versus lefties obviously Texas has a lot of lefties in their lineup who are you looking at specifically yeah I like pretty much all the lefties in this lineup. The main one I would be interested in is Calhoun. I think he's just the best hitter in the lineup. He has a, you know, 44% fly ball rate. And that's kind of what Porcello struggles with. He's giving up a 47% fly ball rate against lefties. Um, Guzman's another interesting one. He's got a good amount of power. So those are probably the main two. Odor's obviously interesting. Santana as well. Yeah, don't forget Chu there up at the top at four yep. sevens a little bit. A little bit tough to stomach. Um, yeah, now right there with you and if Solak makes a lineup, I mean, I know Porcello's better versus righties than he is versus lefties, but Solak, I still think he's pretty cheap, and he's got power. We know this from the minors. He may not have showed it that much in the majors yet, but it'll come eventually. Let's move on to the next game here. we got Cleveland versus the White Sox. We have a 10 total. No, a 9 total here. Bieber versus Detweiler. Uh, any interest in Bieber? I'm guessing the answer is very much emphatically yes. Yes, I I love Bieber. Um, I like him on both sides. Uh, I actually have him only about a half a point projected less than than Degrom, and he's cheaper. And I I think he'll be lower owned. I wouldn't maybe maybe not too significantly lower owned, but I do think he will be lower owned. So I love Bieber today. 
Yeah, 30% K rate and going up against a team that strikes out a 30% clip. So, yeah, he's probably going to – plus he plays on a team, like people always forget, Cleveland pitchers, guess what? They go late into game. Francona loves just extending the leash as long as possible. Bieber, the last time, like in the last 10 starts, he has one start under 100 pitches. So you know you're probably getting seven innings. And then going up against the White Sox team that does not work the count at all and strikes out a massive clip, I'm not going to be surprised with the complete game shutout here from Bieber. I absolutely love him. I'm there with you. I think that he's the top option on the slate here. What about Detweiler on the other side versus the Indians? Uh, no interest in Detweiler. I like the Indians today. Talk about them bats. Yeah, so all the righties here, they're pretty much going to have all right-handed hitters when you count the switch hitters. So is in trouble. Uh, 430 Woba and, and a 290 ISO against righties. Luplos smashes lefties, even though he's not normally in the lineup. Fran Mills, one of the better hitters against lefties, in my opinion. Um, then you obviously got the, the main guys who Ramirez returned to the lineup, Homer tonight, Lindor's hitting hit leadoff, Mercado. Pretty much all of them are good. Um, I would probably stay away from Perez and Chang. Maybe Perez because he's a catcher. But yeah, you can pretty much play any of them. Yeah, Perez has got some decent numbers versus lefties, and the White yeah. Sox bullpen is not very good. For me, yeah, everyone one through eight, I mean, I'm guessing Freeman or Chang are going to be batting in the nine hole, and I don't want any part of either of them. Um, so one through eight hitters are just fantastic. I'm guessing we're avoiding the White Sox entirely. Yeah. All right. Well, sounds good. Let's move on to the next game here, Atlanta versus the Royals here. Soroka, Montgomery, we have a nine and a half total. Let's start off with Soroka there. Going up against these Royals that did pretty well yesterday, but they're not really a great lineup. Soroka's not a big K guy, but this is a pretty decent K matchup here with not a lot of upside from the Royals. Any interest in him at 9.8K? Uh, I don't think I get to him too much just because I really want either DeGrom or Bieber in the lineup, and then I think the second guy is going to come in at a lower price range. So Soroka just kind of falls short of, of making the cut for me, but I do think it's a decent uh, matchup. And I think he will go deep-ish into the game. Uh, and there's not really too much threat of getting blown up here. So I, I don't think it's terrible. I just don't think I get to it very much. Right there with you. What about Montgomery on the other side? No. Yep, that is correct. Let's talk about the Atlanta bats. I love Atlanta today. It's interesting to see who they'll run out there. Um, but even if they run out some of the, the backups like Riley or, or Flowers or Hesheveria, they're all in a good spot. These righties are just going to absolutely have a field day. And then you got Mark Kakis and, and even Montgomery isn't even good against lefties either. So I think it's just up and down. This lineup is in a really good spot. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, if Acuna is in the lineup. I know he got yeah. injured tonight. So if he's in there, he's still going for that 40-40 season. So, right. yeah, who knows? But I'm right there with you. I like all the bats here. Montgomery's not great. Rose Bullpen, not great. What about the KC side? I mean, Soroka's not really – he's a very good real-life pitcher. Not great for fantasy and probably not great for opposing bats, but we've got Dozier sitting there at 3.8K, Solaire at 4.3K. Both these guys hit a good amount of fly balls and have tons of power, so a ground ball pitcher like Soroka might not be a terrible matchup for them. Do you have any interest in anyone here? Yeah, that's a really good point. They're, they're all pretty much underpriced. Mondesi at 4.4 is pretty underpriced, and Merrifield at 4.1. Mondesi is probably out for the rest of the season. Okay. They're not bringing uh, him back because they're out. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, but, yeah, so I think there is some value to be had here. I probably wouldn't go crazy and stack them. Um, I think the two you said would probably stick out the most. Dozier would probably be first for me and then Solaire. Yeah, Dozier's price is just silly considering his power. Um, let's move on to the next game here. We got 
San Fran versus Colorado here. It looks like it's Melville versus Samarja. We don't have a total yet, and I hate to say it, but I think Melville's my cheap guy. Um, just not a very good pitcher, but he's priced there at 5.6K. San Fran's not a great lineup. You did just have a 24-point outing versus San Diego. Like, you look at his splits here at home, just absolutely terrible. Away games, we only have a two-game sample size, but he has 23 points, 2.13 ERA. Like, again, you can't really expect a ton out of him, but over in the biggest ballpark upgrade you can possibly get as a pitcher, he is cheap. So I don't like it, but I think he's my SP2 for GPPs today. Yeah, I I think that's a pretty good call. I don't necessarily feel great about it, but there's not really anything to feel great about for the SP2 range. Um, so at that point, I probably I pretty much just attack matchups that I'm okay with. So I think that would be a pretty good one for me. I, I'm with you. Yeah, and then on the other side, we've got Samarja going up against the Rockies. Rockies obviously quite a bit worse at on the road here, getting the biggest ballpark downgrade you can get as a hitter. Samarja have been decent at home so far this season. Priced, uh, like, not great, but good. And for this slate, everyone else around the same price range is just hot trash. Uh, you have any interest in Samarja? Yeah, I do. This is the guy that I was telling you about before. Like you said, the price isn't great, but it's okay, especially for this slate where there's not a lot to love in the SP2 range. Um, you mentioned all of the points that I was going to hit on. You know, Colorado works on the road. And Samarja has been pretty good at home. Um, so I, I'm okay with Samarja here. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. He's like, if I'm paying up a little bit for SP2, if I have the money, then I'll pay for him over Melville. But Melville just allows me to get Bieber and DeGrom, or DeGrom in every single lineup. What about the Colorado Bats? Any interest in them? No, I just, I can't get, get behind these guys when they're not at home. Yep, I'm not paying 5K for Story or Arenado yeah. in San Fran. That's just <laughs> silly to me. What about any San Fran bats? Um, no, none of these guys just excite me too much, so I pretty much am just going to stay away. All right, let's move on to the next game where we got a guy that I have missed so much over the last three months. Uh, Frankie Montas, back from his suspension. He has been uh, be, continuing to be stretched out. They He's been pitching down at the uh, minor league complex that they have. I can't remember exactly where, but it looks like he's fully stretched out. They want to get him ready for the playoffs. Problem is this game's still important because they're currently in the number one spot for the wild card, but we still got a few games to go. They haven't locked in the number one spot. They haven't locked in the wild card, I don't believe. So this game still has some meaning here. He's going up against a good pitcher in Heaney. We currently have a seven and a half total for this game here. Montas is 10-1 on a slate where we have Bieber and DeGrom. Any interest in him at all? No, I think he just kind of gets priced out for me. I mean, he was pitching exceptional before he got to spend. I think we all know why now. Um, but, yeah, I think he just gets priced out of consideration for me. Yeah, it's it's tough. Like, if I absolutely cannot get up to yeah. um, Bieber and DeGrom with, any, with a certain stack I like, I think Montas is the next guy. I'd go with him over Morton. He's going to get almost no ownership. This kid was good. This kid was really good before he got suspended here. And I get that you can say that was the PEDs, but honestly, the fact that he just added a splitter into his pitch repertoire, oh, yeah. the guy throws heat. And 
adding that splitter like changed so much for him. And he just is absolutely lights out versus lefties. This lineup is not good. This Angels lineup is just terrible. And they have a lot of really high strikeout bats, like really high. And most of them are lefties here. So if Goodwin, Calhoun, Walsh, and Thice are all in there, um, he can just absolutely mow them down. So, yeah, I don't have a problem with Montas. Yeah, I think he's actually pretty good on Fando as well, where he's only 9K. Yeah, and that's probably where I would end up playing him. What about Heaney over on the other side at 9-4 going up against the Oakland team? That has a lot of power, and he's a big strikeout guy, but also a big fly ball and hard contact guy. Any interest in Heaney? Yeah, no, none for me. Yeah, that's probably fair. What about them Oakland bats? Yeah, I, I like the Oakland bats a good amount here. Um, like you said, they're still fighting a little bit. And when you get them out of that, that Coliseum, they can heat up real quick. We've seen Heaney struggle against lefties, so Matt Olson seems like to be a really good play. He's hitting, you know, 45% fly ball rate. And he's hitting the ball hard all year, especially against lefties, 46% hard contact rate. Chapman is one of the better hitters in the league. Um, and then you got guys who turn into decent hitters like Pinder and Loriano when they're, when they're going against lefties. So I really like this stack. Yeah, right there with you. Chapman is one of my favorite plays on the entire board. Tim and Chris Davis had another bomb yesterday and still just super cheap every single day, just forcing me to play him a ton. Uh, going up against the lefty, these guys are fantastic. Play both of them a lot. And the stack is still very good. I worry about Pinder getting pinch hit for, but again, he's only 3.2K, so yeah. I can't be that worried. Um, what about over on the other side with the Angels going up against Montas? I mean, I don't think there's a normal a bat that I normally want to play at all in yeah. this lineup without Trout and Otani in there. Yep, I don't think it's going to be any different going up against a good pitcher in Montas. Yeah, I agree 100%. All right, we move on to the next game here. It is the Dodgers versus the Padres here. Lamette versus Stripling. Stripling probably not going to go too far into this game. We have a eight total, eight and a half total here for this game. Any interest in Stripling or are you just not messing with it because of the pitch count? Man, I really wanted, I really wanted to. I, the, the first report I saw was that he was going to be like the bulk reliever after – Gonzalez or whatever his name is. So I was like, that'd be pretty cool. But now looks like he's going to get the start. If there's a report coming up that CC might, you know, go somewhat deep into the game, I, I doubt we see that. But I would love Stripling here. Um, but the only issue, literally the only issue is his workload. I think this is a great matchup. Me and CB have talked about the Padres like the past three weeks on Sunday night. And they're just so bad now with Tatis out. Um, so... I think it'd be a great matchup, but it's hard to play him because you don't know how long he's going to go. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you just can't do it. Uh, what about Lamette over on the other side? A guy with good K stuff, a good pitcher overall, obviously was injured for a bit of the season, came in, and he's been uh, pretty good. We don't know how long of a leash he's going to end up having, and that price tag just makes it. So there's not going to have that much upside here. Any interest in him versus this good Dodgers team? Yeah, no interest for me. Yeah, I don't think I can do it on this slate. What about Dodgers bats versus him? Um, I think Dodgers bats you can consider maybe a little bit. You know, he doesn't really give up a lot of power necessarily to lefties. Um, he has in in recent years, but this year he's really improved in that in that area. Um, he's striking out guys at thirty percent rate, so I don't think it's necessarily the the safest stack. Um, the Dodgers don't strike out a whole lot. I mean, especially the good ones. So. It'd be a really contrarian stack, but uh, I don't necessarily hate it. You know, you're 
playing one of the better lineups in the league, especially when you consider the lefties against a guy who has struggled against lefties in his, in his career up until this year. Um, so I don't think it's the worst chance of taking a dart here. Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, we've got guys like Pollock 4-2, Seager 4-2, Turner 4-1, Muncy 4-4, and Peterson 3-9. You always have to worry about Peterson getting yeah. yanked at the end of the game. Um, but, yeah, I honestly don't hate any of these bats. Like, if you're looking for a cheap-owned bomb, any one of these guys can take the ball out of the yard here. Bellinger, obviously expensive, but guys like Seager and Turner with some power who don't strike out at a large clip, I don't mind them at all. What about over on the other side? Any Padres bats at all? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I'm just going to assume that Gonzalez is going to come in after Stripling, and he's pretty solid too. And I just think all these Padres, just, they've been so bad. So I think I'm just going to stay away from them. Yeah, maybe a shot on Machado at 4K, but yeah, probably just fading him entirely. Let's move on to the last game of the night here. We got Houston going up against the Mariners. Grinky versus Kikuchi here. Six implied total for the Astros. 3.1 implied total for the Mariners. Grinky kind of in that same price range as all these other 10K guys where I don't think he's in consideration for me. But it is a high strikeout matchup. Do you have any interest in him? Man, I love Grinky today, but I just love Bieber a little bit too much for me to consider him at all. Maybe over on FanDuel I could be talked onto it. It might be a day where I, I'll play a ton of uh, DeGrom and Bieber on DraftKings and then play guys like Morton and, and Grinky on, uh, on FanDuel. So it might be something like that. And then Montas on FanDuel too because – they're so much cheaper than the other two. Might be one of those days, but, you know, it is really hard with how good Bieber and DeGrom look today. Yeah, yeah, right there with you. I don't think I'm going to have any green key. What about Kikuchi versus the Astros? I'm guessing it's a big fat no. Big fat no. All right, let's talk about bats here. Kikuchi hasn't been great to really either side of the plate all season long. This Mariners bullpen is not very good, and these Astros bats are great. Got real pissed off at them today because they didn't play Alvarez and Correa got um, – Got late scratch, so we don't know if Cray is going to be in the lineup. I'm guessing Alvarez is going to be. What Houston bats are you looking at? Yeah, the only issue with these Houston bats is price, but I think that might it might be an issue, especially considering what kind of pitching we have. But Brantley is super cheap. I know it's lefty on lefty, but you know he's never really struggled against lefties in his career, and he's not really a big power guy anyway. So he's more of a, a run batted in kind of guy. So Brantley is one that I have a lot of interest in, and then these these cheap guys, Maldonado is pretty cheap. Um, Gurriel's affordable, Torino's, whichever one, Torino's or Maldonado make the lineup. Uh, but then you can go for the expensive guys like Springer, Bregman, Altuve, too. Altuve's actually fine, price-wise. I absolutely love Alvarez going up against Kikuchi today. Doesn't strike out lefties a whole lot. Gives up a lot of power to him. 258 ISO. I'm a big fan of Alvarez today, but I like all these guys. Yeah. I mean, they're, I think they're going to get lost in the mold because six of the – or what is it, seven – eight of the top pitchers on the slate are all above 9k like almost everyone's above 9k and you don't really feel good about any pitcher under 9k so people don't want to double barrel less than 9k pitchers here so i think houston's gonna get lost in the mold i love their stack here uh, just from a ownership likely ownership percentage and they didn't get their lineup released too early today i think it's gonna be the same tomorrow so you could potentially get an edge there. I love him. Alvarez is one of my favorite bats on the entire slate. What about Seattle? I'm guessing we're not using any of the bats. Maybe Lewis is a one-off just because he's 3.9K. Yeah, I think Lewis would probably be the only one. Maybe. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah, that's fair. Let's play the morning grind game and get out of here. First off, pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. 
Man, this is tough. Um, I don't like this one. I guess I would say um, I don't like it, but I'm going to go Wagaspack. I think he just has the most strikeout upside out of these guys. And I know I'm kind of contradicting what I said earlier, but thinking about it, he's going to see a lot of um, switch hitters that will turn into lefties. So I like him. Yeah, I like that call there. I'm probably going with Melville. It's not so much that I think he'll get six strikeouts. I think that he's just going to have a decent outing for his price tag. But no one, there's a decent chance no one under 8K gets six strikeouts. Yeah. All right, pitcher over 8K to get 15 or less points. Uh, I'm going to go with Lamet. I think that's just the, the easy one. I think he actually has some blow-up risk here, even though he has been pretty good. I like the Dodgers a little bit. I'm going with Heaney. Uh, I think he gets blown up by Oakland. Hitter over 4K to get a bomb. Hit over 4K to get a bomb. I'm not sure if Acuna would be in the lineup. That would probably be my, my number one pick, but since I'm not sure, I'm going to go with Matt Chapman. I like that right at 4K. I would really yeah. like that. I'm going, since I picked him yesterday and he didn't even play, I'm going to go right back to the well. Alvarez at 5.5K. Hitter under 4K to get two or more hits. Um, Let's go with – oh, man, I was going to say Franmo. For some reason, I thought he was under 4. He's not. So let's go – Let's go with Sam Travis. You know, he's 3K. I think he's in a pretty good spot. Yeah, don't mind that at all. I always have to worry about the pinch hit risk, but yeah. he's super cheap, so you don't have to worry about that too much. I'm going with Hunter Dozier at 3.8K. Could hit two home runs here. Last stack to get six or more runs here. Uh, I'm going to go with the Indians. All right, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. Really like them against, you know, in that bad Baltimore bullpen. All right, it's been fun. Thanks for joining me, Kyle. Any last-minute thoughts on the slate? No, I'm just really excited to do this again. Good luck to everybody, and hopefully this helps. All right, guys. Again, sign up for our sponsor, Fantasy Draft. Get in on that rake-free DFS. TV will be back tomorrow. Talking some football. We're out of here. See you, kids.